Welcome to the FGB podcast, where we discuss what it's like to be a busy professional woman, all while maintaining and prioritizing fitness, nutrition, and overall health. In this show, we talk about the messy life of wearing many hats and share with you the goods on how we can use our personal growth to optimize our busy lives. This podcast is brought to you by Bodzy, an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching company dedicated to helping busy women heighten their health and fitness and have a successful weight loss journey. Visit us at www.bodzy.com. On today's show, we have a Bodzy member, and Amanda has been working with Michelle for the past five months, and we thought that it would be an amazing opportunity to bring her on the show to discuss her journey going through this weight loss you know, journey of hers while being a busy woman. So without further ado, let's get her on. That's so funny. Let's, let's talk about your, uh, both of your stands. Oh, thanks, Robin. You're welcome. <laughs> this is just, I felt like this is a really great conversation to have, Mandy, right before we hopped on this call. I think Michelle's going through a little bit of a, a crisis right now. Yeah. But it's, but we literally, I think we all do. Like when we hop on a scale or especially like an in body, you did the in body, right, Mandy? Yeah, I did the in body. Yeah. And, and then Michelle did the bo- bod pod. Yeah, it's bod pod. Bod pod. You're gonna yeah. have to walk me through exactly like what that is because I don't think I don't. I've never seen one. But like, yeah. whenever I step on the in body or whatever it is, it doesn't matter where I'm at in my journey. You step on it, you look at the numbers, and you're like, I could do better. Yeah, I definitely could do better. You know. Um. So I feel like Michelle is going through a little bit like of that right now. Yeah, I'm going a little a little bit, not a little bit, a lot through that right now. Um. Yeah. But at the same time, it's such a good tool for me because I know just the conversation we've had right now on the way home is, you know, I have been kind of loosey goosey in terms of my workouts where, you know, I've been doing a run day, one run one day, I've been doing kickboxing the next day and I need to get back on the weight training. I need to get that muscle mass back up and that's just going to come from throwing weights around, mm-hmm. Like that's it. So now like I have an even more hyper-focused plan than I've kind of been following. And I feel pretty good about that aspect of it. Yeah. So what is the bod pod? It's, it's funny. So I was just Googled like, um, in body scans in Burlington, Ontario. And this came up and she's actually a fellow precision nutrition um, member. Coach and member. Oh, well, she's coach. Okay. Yeah. She's certified Okay, in level one precision nutrition. And she works out of a, a chiropractic office in here in Burlington and offers this, you know, body composition test. I go in and it's literally like a little spaceship pod (laughs) that you sit in and it blows air into it. And it's, so it's a more accurate test of the breakdown of 
completely everything. And you stand it, you go in there for three different times. Um, the first one, it's just, you can hear, it sounds like a dog panting, little claustrophobic, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Claustrophobic. Was, was it like being in an air tunnel? Like, did you feel like wind all around you with air blowing in? Not wind, but I was like, I felt like I had to, you know, talk myself out or out of a panic attack for sure. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was just like, no, you're good. It's 40 seconds, mm-hmm. 40 seconds here. Um, yeah. And then at the end of it, they do three different tests at the end of it. You, um, you get your numbers. So you have a sheet similar to like the in-body where it prints out like a whole thing. Exactly. Apparently this is what they use in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I say that with such confidence, like I'm in the NFL. I don't know, but I, (laughs) but like, I've heard, I've heard, I definitely heard about them before. And I think it's like a level uh, kind of between the in-body and like the DEXA scan. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not portable, but it's like accessible. And like the DEXA scan, you have to like go into like a medical like office and you get, I think a re- you might even have to get like a requisition form for it. Like, I don't really know. Um, and then the in-body obviously is pretty portable. I've, I think that the gym that you're going to go to Michelle Cole might have one now. Oh yeah. Did they um, the owner of the gym, re- Jose reached out to me and was asking me about them. So I don't, he may have gotten one. Um, so yeah, so Mandy, so I mean, Mandy, you did yours a couple days ago, right? Yeah, I did it a few days ago. And the, the way I would think about doing an in-body scan, comparing it to just a scale, it's kind of like a similar transformation between just calorie counting to counting your macros. So you're getting like more information, more understanding of your body, and more precision in what you should be focusing on. So like Michelle, you mentioned that you did the scan and you were then like, I need to like lift more weights. I need, and that's the same thing I think with, um, my experience as well. I'm like, okay, I need to like up my game on, on the weight side of things or weightlifting, but I think it's very similar. It's more information. And, but I think what you have to do is be careful of it, not becoming obsessive, um, but becoming like almost a healthy obsession or a goal or something like that. Yeah, totally. And I think that is a, that's the approach that you need to take with any sort of data, right? Like data can be your friend, but it also can be your enemy. It's solely based on how you approach it. And, um, I love that analogy because you're right. Like you can take a look at you know, how many calories you're eating, but you don't really know exactly where to increase, where to decrease, how to kind of manipulate your calories to benefit your overall goal. Whereas when you break it down into macros, you can say like, oh, I'm eating too much fat, too little protein or whatever, right? It's the same thing. Like when you look at your weight, you don't know what that weight is broken down into, right? And women get so obsessed about the weight and the the reality is, you know, maybe their weight didn't go down at all, but their body fat percentage has gone down 2%. And like, that's a huge win. It reminds me of, you know, the, the Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. So we just, did you see that, um, post Mandy on our Instagram? Um, she's a, she's an older, uh, member and she's also a, a nutritionist herself and she has her own, uh, uh, program. And she was one of the first guests on our podcast And she's a great example because she like joined us for the sole purpose of gaining weight. And it was, it's one of the only members that we have on our program that is joined for gaining weight. And I think 
how much does she gain? Like four or five pounds, but it's like muscle, pure muscle. Right. And it's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That's amazing. Like building muscle is such a under, maybe not undervalued, but almost like an unknown for, I think people in general, we're not educated on it in school. We're not like taught that that should be something that is a good goal for your body. I think the tide is turning on that, especially with, um, things like CrossFit becoming more common. And, um, I think that there's huge value in continuing to get people knowledgeable about it. So that's amazing that she identified that she wanted to do that and is achieving it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to ask you kind of like about your journey. So obviously thank you for coming on. I'm really excited to start doing more of these episodes where we just dive a little bit deeper into our own members personal journeys because I think like those are honestly the most powerful stories to tell um is like the real life you know struggles and triumphs of like someone like yourself having to deal with so many things on your plate but obviously seeing some really amazing success um how long have you and Michelle been working together now it's since March so I'm not the mathematician here, but let's say like five months, five-ish months. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, okay. I said four, but I was okay. Five months. Yeah. And why, like, I'm going to, I would love for kind of like Michelle to kind of dive into, um, your process and what you guys have been working on, because I mean, she gives me updates for sure, but I would love to hear her dive into it too. But like, why did you des- decide to join the program in the f- very first place? Well, I mean, from my personal position, I was just like, I guess you could say lost in, I just had like finished having two kids. Um, I have, they're now four and two. I felt like I had lost my body and my um, health, my ability to like play with them, but also just my own sense of self. I gained a lot of weight, um, through the pregnancies and even, and post-pregnancy, I did not lose, um, any of that weight. And people were all like, Oh, if you breastfeed, all that weight's going to just fly right off of you. (laughs) That did not happen. That was not my reality. And then obviously the pandemic hit and I, at the same time, right after it hit, I went back to work after my maternity leave and I was put in a position where I was it was great. I was promoted. I was responsible for new divisions within the organization, new teams, and I was swamped. I was just not getting great sleep because the kids were waking up at night. I was um, not eating great, trying to get some kind of exercise in, but it was so minimal. And um, my focus was really just entertaining my kids while we were all stuck at home. And um, and focusing on work. And those were my priorities. I didn't prioritize myself. And, um, part of the work that I do is I advocate for small businesses. And there was actually a, I think I saw one of your TikToks and, um, I was like, I, like, I have like a connection with you guys in the past. And, um, I was like, you know what, I need to just check you guys out. And I've always been that person who's like, I'm not going to get a personal trainer. I'm not going to go to a nutritionist. I can do this all myself, Mm -hmm. but I clearly wasn't. 
And I was like, I can help support a small business right now um, by um, supporting you guys, but also I, I can support myself. Mm-hmm. I can help. And oh my gosh, like I would not be where I am today had I not um, joined you guys at Bodzi. And I like, it's just, there's so much insight that's helped me one, get through a tough time. Um, but cause Michelle is amazing. And I think the coaching you guys do, it's not just, it's wellness. It's not just weight. it's not weight loss, it's wellness. And that's, what's really gotten me to where I am now. And I've lost 30 pounds. I'm stronger. I'm happier. I feel like I'm getting me back in a sense. I love that. And thank you very much for the tire pump. I'll take take it. Um, And, and right back at you is what I'm coming with right now, because the reason why you've been so successful so far is straight up consistency. You are like the consistency queen. Um, I feel like, you know, we go into our check-ins, we have a plan and you leave the meetings and you execute the plans. Like you have just from the very beginning, you know, put your trust in us and just crushed it the entire way. So love it. That's so amazing. Sorry. Sorry, Mandy, go ahead. I was just saying, you guys make it easy. Like it's, I have my check-in. I have, this is what I have to do. So I don't have to spend the time thinking about that because I do not have time to think about all of these things. So you guys make that easy, but I think the real, I mean, one, there's the accountability. I have to check in with you. So I have to come in on Mondays and be like, Hey, this is what I did. So that's pressure for me to like, to hit my marks and achieve my goals. Um, but I think that there's also an element of it that is, um, identifying how I can fit this all like how I can fit my health priorities into my busy life. And I know it was a journey to get there because at first it was just do these workouts, wake up an hour earlier in the mornings. But now I'm finding these times to prioritize myself and I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. So I'm even doing it more. And I think without that support, I would still be just like watching TV every evening and trying to like, decompress in front of the TV instead of making myself happier and healthier. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I can't remember what I was watching or listening to. It might be a part of this course that I'm going through right now, but you know, we, we tend to, and I'm so guilty of this too. Like, let's say I have 20 minutes in between a meeting or something like that. I always go to like YouTube or like Instagram and I'm just like scrolling like through I'm like oh I have a break I'm just gonna like decompress and watch a YouTube video but there's like there's actions that will distract you and then there's actions that will fulfill you or recharge you right and we get we get those two mixed up where it's like oh I'm so busy from work let me do this that's just going to distract me from work for a little Mm -hmm. bit but it is doing nothing for you right and I totally fall into that trap too where it's like oh finally it's eight o'clock I'm done work let's watch some Netflix and I don't go for a walk I don't get outside I don't get my exercise in I'm just like like a zombie and I'm trying to figure out the next day oh like why don't why do I feel so exhausted 
well, you looked at a screen for 12 hours yesterday, right? Like, and so I totally can relate. And it's important to like, yeah, recognize the difference between distraction and then recharging. And it's okay to have those days. Totally. Yeah. Everybody's going to have, there's some days where I just like, I just need to like, not think, not move, <laughs> just sit in front of the TV, but that shouldn't be every day. No, totally. Yeah. I love how you brought up the accountability aspect as well, because I thought it was so cute before Robin, before you entered um, the room here. And before we started recording, I get on and Amanda's like, okay, I just have to let you know, I didn't get a great sleep last night. (laughs) And I'm like, that is so cute. Like, I love that. Um, She's like, you know, like I was just, my brain wouldn't stop and all of this. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I love, (laughs) I love that. And you know what? Like that is such, I mean, every single time I talk with a new potential client coming in or our new member, you know, they, a lot of them ask, like, what can I do to be successful? Like, like, give me some tips here. And I'm always like, be open and communicative and just honest with your coach like that is the the best thing that you could possibly do like the more your coach knows about you and the more that you can develop that solid relationship with them like you're gonna be fine right you're gonna be more than fine and I feel like that's what you guys have developed which is amazing for sure I think that's what you honesty is key to all of this you have to be honest with your mentor or coach but you also need to be honest with yourself. And I think that that's something that we all struggle with. We're all our own worst critics. We all try to like take on a perspective that makes us feel good. But sometimes we need to be honest. I needed to be honest with myself of Mm -hmm. where I was and that I wasn't where I needed to be. And so I think it's honesty in all facets of how we're living our life. Yeah, absolutely. And I was watching this funny, like reel or something, or maybe it was a TikTok too, where it was like, um, this girl, this nutrition coach kind of like reenacting a typical situation that she would see from some of her clients. And it was like, you know, this client messaging her saying like, Hey coach, you know, can we skip our check-in this week? Because I really didn't eat well. And I really just like had shitty sleep and I honestly don't have any good progress to report. So like, let's just like talk next week instead. And like, I've had that happen so many times where it's like, you're your members, uh, don't want to talk to you. Like they don't want to face that. Um, I guess that reality. Right. And like, that is when you need to talk to your coach. (laughs) That is when you really need to like get uncomfortable and just face all the shit that you went through because your coach is not there to scold you. They're not there to like, you know, give you a little tap on the finger. Like they're there to like walk you through why so have you had any of those weeks and like is and how did you kind of you know how do you navigate those weeks as you know a busy busy mom I've definitely had those weeks um and I'm definitely honest with Michelle about it but also you can see if I've had a rough week or if so I've had a couple of like my birthday week I that was one week that was definitely not um in the, in the program, Mm -hmm. my son's, um, second birthday was another one of those. And you can see it in my charts for my weight loss. You can see this plateau during that week and this plateau in the other week. So even if I like, wasn't honest, Michelle would have seen it (laughs) in the data, but in terms of being honest, I think it's, um, 
I'm not really sure how, sorry, can you ask the question again? Well, yeah, no, I was just, I was just honestly going to ask, I was just asking, you know, how do you, how do you deal or how do you kind of, you know, yeah. How do you deal with the weeks where you're not doing so well? And then how do you, or how have you gotten better at, um, getting back on the horse, let's say. So it's forgiveness. This is what my brain forgot for the moment. So I think it's about forgiving yourself for those things. And I mentioned it earlier, we're all our worst critics. Yeah. This is what the worst thing that we can do to ourselves is if you, um, overanalyze and you hide from those moments and you don't forgive yourself and then it spirals you down to a place where you don't think you can do it and then you keep eat for me I would be like well I already messed today yesterday up it's I'll mess up today too it's not going to make a difference and you start spiraling that way instead of just forgiving yourself and this is what Michelle has always done like to your point the coaches mentors they don't scold you they help you through it. And when I've had those times and Michelle just says like, okay, great. What are you going to do tomorrow? Like it's, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. It's what you're doing, the next steps that you take. And I've found that really powerful, but it's insightful for your weight loss journey, your muscle building journey for, but also for other things in life, like just forgive yourself and, and take on the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. From a coaching perspective too, it's also important to highlight that this isn't about perfection. It's not about, you know, hitting everything a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. This is about making it fit your lifestyle. And of course you want to celebrate your son's second birthday. Of course you want to celebrate your birthday. It's exactly what you've been doing is that yeah. Okay. I've had those days. Now, what am I going to do next? I'm going to get right back on it. And that comes down to consistency, right? Yeah. And I think that a a big reason why, um, people don't or, or are hesitant to join a, a coaching program of any sort in the beginning is because they think that it is going to deprive them of things that they really want to do during the process. You know, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Amanda, because I'm sure that even before the program, you were kind of, you know, looking at options or whatever, kind of look and, and I'm, and I think everybody has a little bit of hesitancy coming into a program. Um, cause they're like, they look at their future and they're like, oh, but I have, I have Christmas coming up and I have the birthday and I have this and I have this. And you know, what is my coach going to tell me to do? And maybe I can't do this, but it's like, that is not, that really isn't, it shouldn't be the reality. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not the reality because I know that it still is in a lot of coaching programs, which is unfortunate, but did that, was that a a reality of yours where you were kind of feeling that or thinking that? And if so, how has that sort of changed or hopefully we've changed that perspective for you? (laughs) Yeah, I think you're totally right. I had that perception of any kind of um, nutritional coaching or fitness programs, my experience in the past with, um, dieting or weight management was counting your calories at like 1,200 calories a day. And, um, or doing like, I never really did the fad diets. I don't know. I just couldn't do those, but I've, I've done cleanses like a wild rose cleanse and these kinds of things. Um, and where you're taking laxatives, which is lots of fun. And Super. so those kind of things, like 
they never worked for me, but it always felt like my weight loss journey because I was always restricting myself so much when I was in that mode that it felt unsustainable. It felt like, okay, I can do it for this period of time, but then I didn't know what to do after. And so it became a yo-yo cycle, right? And the thing about the program you guys have that really works for me is that it's never been a struggle. I've never felt like I restricted myself. I've never felt hungry. Um, I, and I, this is a program that I can eat whatever I want. It's just the moderation. It's how you balance it out. So, um, I've never felt restricted. And I feel like this is a lifestyle of eating and the way I look at food and think about my exercise that I can do forever. It's not just a, I need to like do this until I hit this weight. It's a, this is just how I operate now and I'm happy and I love it and I feel great. Yeah. And it's amazing hearing you say that for obvious reasons, because like, thank you. And I feel like we've done our job, which is incredible. But like the more important part is like, women are going to be listening to this who are in the position where they currently think that the only way that they can see weight loss is in a really restrictive, unsustainable way, because mm-hmm. we do tr- like, and I know for a fact that there are women who honestly believe that the only way they're going to lose weight is if they take laxatives or if they restrict themselves to 1200 calories, like they do not know that there's a life out there for them. That is flexible. That is, you know, like just, yeah, flexible, I think is the best way to, to use it. And so yeah, I think like that, that in, a, in and of itself is like a really powerful story for people to hear. Like you think one way, but it's not the truth. Like, and it really isn't the truth. So that's amazing. I think that's really cool. Yeah. What are you and uh, what are you working on now? So like, you know, you've lost 30 pounds. That's amazing. Shift gears into maintenance, right? Like obviously weight loss is one thing. Maintaining your weight loss is another thing. What is your approach and what are your guys' approach working together to help continue this weight loss and then maintain it? Well, I think I'll just echo Michelle, um, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think that the other part of it that we've talked about, Michelle, and you can probably expand on it more because you know like the science behind it and why this is the right approach. But you mentioned the other day, starting to focus even more on the weightlifting and upping up my weights. And by the way, I see such a huge difference in like my muscle and in my body, the clothes I'm wearing a sweater today. I haven't worn for two and a half years. So that's a big victory. Um, but, um, and, and these kind of things keep you going too, right? Like when you start fitting back into your clothes and these are the rewards that I give myself versus rewarding myself with a piece of cake. I reward myself with some clothing. Yeah. Um, but, but in terms of a strategy, I don't know, Michelle, maybe you can go into a little bit more here. Yeah. Strategy is definitely focusing on your workouts and increasing those weights. So Amanda has gone through our 12 week core program or, or, or sorry, our dumbbell program. And we're going to get her switched over to the core program to nice. throwing around some more weights. Yeah. Um, when you first started out and I remember this because I absolutely loved it. You were doing the workouts and correct me if I'm wrong, but you hadn't really been doing 
any strength before that whatsoever? Not a lot. I had been, but I basically had like one routine I did repeatedly, repeatedly, which was so monotonous. It doesn't challenge all your muscles and all the workouts you guys have been amazing. Um, and also customizable to myself. Cause I don't know if there's any other listeners out there. I've had injuries, um, and, um, specifically like a herniated disc in my back. And what I loved is that I could just customize all this. So if there was a move, I knew my like physiotherapist was like, don't do these kind of moves or you're not comfortable doing those. I could edit them. And it's, it's just been so wonderful for me. Like it's, it's way easier for me to make the workouts work for me with this program than going to a class in person, um, where everyone's kind of expected to do the same, or, or they might modify it in class, but I still feel the peer pressure to do what everyone else is doing. So in this way, I'm like, I'm customizing it in the app myself, based on what you've the workouts you've suggested so that it works for me. And that's resulted in me not having any injuries or anything like that over, um, these five months. Yeah. And that's a really good point to come on. You're, so you're hyper mobile, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at the beginning, we did not program any lower body for you whatsoever. We're now able to program lower body in for you because you've slowly built that up and you know, you're getting some really good, um, squats and things that you weren't doing five months ago, you're able to do now. And that's what I was going to mention, um, before is that I used to, at the beginning, you would send me like, I wasn't able, I was never able to do a wall sit. And I just, I, I remember this when you're like, I just did a wall sit for like 60 seconds. And I'm like, yes, like, that's amazing. So, and now I'm up to like, a 45 pound weight on a wall sit for like two and a half minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's a big difference. Yeah. I don't even think I can do that. That is amazing. And you know, what gets me really excited because if you have yet to really tackle your lower body, like really get into it, holy, like there are a lot of gains to be had there. A hundred percent. And Let's that's where that I was kind of going. Yeah, that's where I was kind of going. We did get a little bit off track there, but focusing on the upcoming plans is, yeah, just like getting more into the weight training. Um, I think, you know, you've done a really good job with the nutrition aspect and we're going to continue that because uh, Mandy still has lots of goals that in her mind that she wants to hit. It's not stopping here. Um, so the nutrition side of that will continue, but then the, the other portion of the weightlifting is, is just going to push you to kind of, kind of new heights and new levels. It's going to yeah. be awesome. That's incredible. Can I talk a little bit about the nutrition side of things? When I first started the program, it yeah. felt like the protein was so much. And I was like, how am I going to get this much protein into my diet? And slowly over time now, it's so natural to do it, but there's a couple of hacks I have. Oh, I love um, this. Yeah. So the hack that I have that I love, and Michelle, I don't know if you've tried it yet, but you really need to, is avocado toast is like the biggest thing, but avocado is so much fat. Like you, like in my plan, I could probably have just a sliver of it. So instead of avocado toast, cottage cheese toast, but you have to find the cottage cheese that you like, cause there's different textures out there, but like, it is such a huge pack of protein. And I just pile up like 
it on top of my toast. It's delicious with some yeah. like tomatoes. I know Michelle and I have debated about whether cottage cheese should be a sweet or savory type cheese. I'm on the savory side and Michelle's on the sweet side. So the toast <laughs> element was never exciting for you. <laughs> well, Michelle, sweet toast is amazing. You could do like toast with cottage cheese and drizzle like some honey on it. Okay. Okay. You know, we'll get you there. I've heard that. I've actually, yes, I've heard that. That's really good. I'm dairy free, so I can't go down that path, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. With that conversation, you always also like opened my eyes to this whole, like avocados being as, as what was, what were you telling me about the avocados? Like they are basically like an, equivalent to like drug smuggling oh yes (laughs) yeah that's the thing that like we just didn't know but it's because they're so valuable in um I think it's in Mexico primarily yeah um they're the drug lords there have taken over a lot of um avocado plantations yeah and um so it's become effectively um sold similar to drugs, like to yes, drug cartels. I have heard that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's only funny because of how much avocado we consume up here. <laughs> like, right. It's like, we're all just coked up. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, it is delicious, but yeah. support um, Canadian farmers with yeah. your cottage cheese toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Do you have any other hacks like that for, for protein intake? Well, one of the things for like, I was never a connoisseur or consumer of um, protein powder and was a bit of a skeptic of it before um, starting. And I found, I I think the key is finding ones that taste good for you. This is what it was for me. Um, And Michelle connected me with some that, um, that tasted really good. So I'm happy with that now. What Um, uh, What is it? Uh, Kaizen. But here's the thing that we discovered um, for me was I moved between different ones in the start when I was trying them. And when I moved to one, I started like bloating and my scale went up. I wasn't losing. And I was like, what's happening here? And it was because of the difference between um, a protein, whey protein isolate versus regular um, whey protein. So the isolate removes a lot of the dairy, um, or the lactose from it. So I moved, once I moved back to, um, the isolate, that was like key for me. Yeah. Really good to know. Isolate is just generally a little bit of a higher quality protein as well. Um, and yeah, I always go isolate as well because I have that dairy issue. And so I can only have, I can only have isolate and I can only really have it like right after a workout. Right. So like when my, my metabolism's kind of running high, things are like digesting really well and I can eat it, eat it right after. That's good. I'm glad that you, you found that because it is helpful, right? Like it's so easy to really get a shake in and just have that 25 to 30 grams knocked off quite easily. And I, I found it much more useful in the beginning of the program because I was still figuring out how to adapt my, um, my nutrition to include more protein. But over time, once I also started figuring out how, like 
how much protein I needed to eat, I was able to adjust. So I'm not really eating a lot of, um, of protein powder now, but in the beginning, it helped me get there to, to yeah. hit my macros properly. Um, and I remember a conversation, there was a, um, a webinar that you hosted and I asked you, I'm like, how do I know how much protein I'm eating? And I was like, I don't want to buy a scale. I just want to know how much it is. And you were just like, candy buy scale. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What's your response to five scale? Did I say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I still have not bought a scale though. You haven't. Okay. <laughs> no, so, no. So how do you, how are you tracking? Do you just track by like the portion size, uh, on the menu, um, on the label and you just go like, okay, a cup or like whatever, something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm doing. Like I'm paying attention to the package of how many like grams there are of beef, let's say, yeah. and then dividing it. You actually gave a really good suggestion in that webinar that was about, and I've used it for the first time this week. I made a lasagna, like a super awesome lasagna, super high in protein, oh. lots of cottage cheese in there. Nice. And, <laughs> um, they, but the thing that you said was plug it in as a meal with all the ingredients and then have a set number of servings and rather than every single time I eat that it tell like putting in how much I think is in each serving that I'm having of each individual ingredient. Exactly. And I was like, this is wonderful. Yeah, um, totally. It work well. Such yeah. a good hack. Yeah. If you're somebody who makes like, uh, you know, a lot of casseroles or soups or stews or chilies or like big things like that. Lasagna is a great one. Yeah. It's such a good, such a good little, my fitness pal hack to like enter all the ingredients in. And then the total weight of all the ingredients is your number of servings that you're going to enter into the recipe. So that one gram equals one serving. And that way you don't have to divvy it up into all these individual kind of packages and do the math and all that kind of stuff. All you have to do is just shove it in the fridge. You weigh it as you go, or, you know, in your case, you can kind of just estimate or whatever. And then, yeah, that it makes it super, super easy. Um, that's a really good point though, where it's like (laughs) sort of funny that you didn't listen to me and not buy a scale, but I'm also glad that you didn't because it just goes to show that there are, you know, you don't need to be absolutely precise all the time to get results, right? You just need to be consistent. And I think what you've been doing is you've been, um, you know, using a different method, whether it's, you know, and you can use the hand portion method, you can read the labels, you can make sure that you're using cups or measuring items or whatever. Doesn't matter what you use, as long as you stay consistent with the same method and you track it and you are aware of it and you're consistent with it. So I think that's good. Like, that's awesome, right? People are afraid of scales or they don't want to use it or like they feel like it's annoying and that's totally cool. Like, again, you got to work with something that you're going to be able to stick to. Yeah. Do you, talking about meat, um, I had my five-year wedding anniversary a couple of weeks ago and we went to the keg. <laughs> I always used to order the filet mignon and I looked at the nutritional information for the first time. I always had it in my head that a filet mignon was like less fatty. It was like the fattiest cut on the menu. I was shocked. And so I picked a different cut of steak that was delicious and I would always go for it. Yeah. Um, when I go there in the future, but I was just shocked at how much fat was in a filet mignon. That's good to know. I'm not versed on that. Well, with the keg, what they use to cook is it is like, if you've ever seen, you know, 
it's not barbecued. It's on in a pan filled with butter and they're constantly basting it with butter. Right. So it's, it's more so I think like, yeah, it definitely has to do with the cut, but then also what they're using to cook it. And of course, when you go to a restaurant, everything's about taste. So everything is butter, oil, salt, all the goodness, right? Yeah, I always tell, yeah, I always say like, you know, if you're going to go out to eat, it doesn't matter where you go. Like you're going to feel bloated and you're going to be a little bit higher on the scale the next day because they just season everything, right? And seasoning nine times out of 10 has salt in it. And so you're going to be, yeah, you're going to have some water retention for the next couple of days after that. And like, who cares? You know, you had a good meal. Awesome. <laughs> like weigh a little bit more for a couple of days. That's cool. Um, that's sweet. I think this is like amazing. Um, Michelle, do you have, uh, any other questions for, um, Mandy or Mandy? Do you have any uh, like general advice that you want to give to people who maybe have not started their personal journey already and are kind of like thinking about it or on the fence or not too sure? I mean, I just think just, just do it, just join, because if you're wanting, a place where you are not judged, but you're supported and in your journey. And, um, there's a mental health aspect to that as well. Like I've benefited so much over the last few months by having that check-in with Michelle, it goes way beyond just weight loss. But if you have those goals and you want it, if you're a mom who wants to get your body back, if you're, um, a super busy boss girl and you're, you don't know how to fit um, your fitness into your life, like, like reach out to Robin and Michelle, because it can be done and it can be done in a way that's fun. That is, um, easy to adapt into your life. And that is going to be something that you can do for the rest of your life. Um, there's just so much learning that I've had from you guys and I love it. And I'm just a huge advocate of you guys because, you guys have made such a difference for me. And I think you can make a huge difference for so many other people too. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, yeah, that's huge. Um, Michelle, you got to ask Mandy our final question that we ask all of our. Yeah, absolutely. So what would your last meal be? If you could have anything. Ever. I feel like this is a pretty morbid question. <laughs> It is a little bit more of it actually. Yeah. But yeah. Last, last meal on earth. Wow. I don't even know it. Honestly, I'm the kind of person it depends on my mood. What am I craving that day? What? Cause I actually spent, cause I was like planning for my birthday for a really long time. Um, of like what? Cause that was going to be my cheat event. Yeah, yeah. And I, it took me a long time. I couldn't figure out what I wanted. I was like, really? am I going to want to have Indian? Am I going to want pizza? And am I going to want pasta? Am I going to want just like a loaf of bread and dip it in, <laughs> in like balsamic dressing with a yeah, nice yeah. Parada, like, good. <laughs> like what is it? But it comes down to what I feel like that day. Yeah. Um, but if I have to give you an answer, which you do, yeah, we need an answer. <laughs> let's say, um, cookie dough ice cream. Ooh. It's not a meal, but I would definitely. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's, that's where your head's at right now. Cookie dough ice cream. That's always been my fave growing up. Cookie dough ice cream. Oh man. Get one of those chunks and you're just like, damn, this is what I live for. Yeah. 
That's so good. Um, Manny, thank you so much for agreeing to being on. And and I'm going to be obviously keeping up to date with you and your progress and Michelle keep crushing coaching and Mandy keep crushing your consistency because it's obviously paying off big time. Super proud of you. I can't wait to work with you the next couple months and see, you know, what unfolds. So super pumped for you. Awesome. Thanks to both of you guys. And I'm super happy to have been able to be here. And I hope that my journey maybe inspires some others as well. So good luck to everyone else out there too. Thank you so, so much.